the other thing is, uh, as a nurse, as you well know, we carry things in the little pockets of our scrubs. And I can't tell you, if, a nur- if you're a nurse and you haven't washed any of your scrubs and you haven't had an alcohol swab roll through the laundry or something, um, I, I'm sure that everybody would say, oh yeah, that, that happens. But having the little pouch, having everything there, you don't have to worry about that anymore. And so those are some of the things um, that I think about to help nurses get through their day you know, and give good care. What happens when a nurse becomes frustrated looking for the right bedside tools and decides to just create those tools themselves? Let's talk all about it with Paul Costaneda, the founder of nursingtools.com, right here on episode 419 of the Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello there. This is Nurse Keith. This podcast is always about you, your personal professional development, your career, and the healthcare system in the big picture. And I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, entrepreneurship, medicine, and beyond. I love having you along for the ride. And I thank you from the bottom of my nurse podcaster's heart for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. And remember, you can go to rnegade.pro, R-N-E-G-A-D-E.pro, where they're building a library of nursing podcasts offering continuing education for listening because you're listening anyway. So head over to rnegade.pro, log into the portal. You can select me or any other content creator and get CEs for listening to podcasts. And if you'd like to help other people find the show, you can leave a rating and review on Apple, Google, Amazon, or Spotify. And if you want to become a patron, head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith, P-A-T-R-A-O-N.com. And you can support the show for as little as $2 a month. Whatever you'd like to do to help us out, even just sharing the show with a friend or colleague, we appreciate it so, 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 so very much. Anyway, the show notes will be at nursekeith.com in the podcast drop-down menu or in any app where you happen to be listening to the show. And I'm really happy you're here. And speaking of being happy that you're here, I have Paul Costaneda. He's the CEO and founder of nursingtools.com. And Paul, you and I talked a bunch of years ago. And since then, you've launched a company, you've got all these awesome products on the market. And the first question I want to ask you is, what happened to cause you to think, you know, I'm just going to create some products for myself on my own? What made, what was the impetus behind the whole thing? Well, um, that's a great question. Thank you for having me me on the show. That's uh, very kind of you. I am, you know, when I first started the company, um, it was, uh, I remember going to do something at the bedside and it was very difficult to find, you know, I'd, I'd hear somebody say, can I have some hemostats? And then somebody would bring some scissors that were from the secretaries um, there in the nurse's station. And I was looking at these tools and looking at these devices that were not even medical. I mean, the, the hemostats we, we uh, borrowed from surgery and uh, the scissors we were taking from the secretary, they weren't even sanitary, to be honest with you. And I thought there's got to be a better way to do this. This is crazy. So I uh, went and uh, did some design work and learned a little bit of CAD and SOLIDWORKS and just started kind of doing it on my own. And when I presented it to some of my colleagues and friends, they, I think we spoke about this, the negativity that I got about like, oh, that's not going to go anywhere. That's a joke. 
but I pursued it and I kept going even with that. And uh, it's turned out to be a wonderful thing. Um, that was my first focus, the scissors. And uh, I've had to pivot a few times. And uh, as you can see, I've, I've made other products that are helpful and I've innovated those to make them more um you know, softer, a uh, better look and things of that nature. That'll be uh, kind of more of fashion. But what my real focus was is the function of what the scissors, the bags and things that I've, you know, the lights and things that I've uh, manufactured or had designed and, and made so I could help the nurses at the bedside yeah. and doctors. Yeah, everybody, anyone yeah. who needs to use a, a product or a, or any kind of um who has to carry stuff around with themselves. And we'll get to that in a second, but let's talk for a second. You know, I've known a lot, a lot of nurse entrepreneurs over the years. There are many of them out there. Some create products, some create services, some write books, some do podcasts. Like we all have these different things we want to do. And sometimes when we have an idea and we think it's pretty cool and we tell our colleagues about it, often there's, a lot of naysayers in the room, or at least enough naysayers to make us start second guessing ourselves or to plant that little seed like that, maybe this isn't going to work. And I've seen people really do some deep soul searching based on maybe some poor advice or feedback they got from someone. So you said you received some negativity at first. Was this just from other nurses who were like, oh, that's kind of a crazy idea? Or what was the gist of people kind of pushing back about this idea you had? You know, I don't know uh, exactly where the negativity comes from. The only thing I could think of is I think we become comfortable with being at the bedside and being the nurse and having the letters behind our name and just doing that and going through, you know, um, doing our shifts and, and doing great work, by the way. But I, I just kind of felt like I've been doing it for 25 years and I thought, gosh, there's got to be something out there. And there's, for example, podcasting. For you, I mean, and other things that that other nurses, there's so many different avenues. And I thought, well, why not this? Why mm -hmm. can't this work? And and um, so I jumped off the cliff of entrepreneurship and I built a plane as before I hit the ground and we're flying. And <laughs> that, that's really entrepreneur. You had to take that risk. And it was extremely frightening. And I'd gotten into some debt and now it's paying off. And I'm very, um, if I would do it again, I would do it again. You bet. Not even, I wouldn't even look back. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think you hit upon one really important piece there that I want to highlight, which is risk-taking. You know, it can be comfortable to stay in the place where we've always been. Like you worked in the ICU at the bedside for 25 years. You know, that's a, that's a quarter century. I've been a nurse for 27 years and we can get comfortable. We can also get complacent. And I have seen myself in nursing, and I've talked about this on the show, that there's a certain amount of what I see as internalized oppression in the nursing profession. And 
people who've been beaten down and and kind of held down themselves tend to oppress those around them. And I do think sometimes nursing can feel like a pot of crabs in boiling water. And if one crab wants to kind of climb out of the pot, the other crabs are like, oh, no, you don't. And they kind of grab that crab and pull it down into the hot water. And I think sometimes when there's someone among us who wants to go get that DNP or wants to start a business or wants to launch a podcast, there can be envy, jealousy, or just misunderstanding, right? And I think what you're doing is awesome because I think nurse design tools is kind of where it's at. And what makes nurse design products and tools so special? Well, um, well, first of all, we they're they're born at the bedside. You know, uh, we're there and we see things. And I know there's a lot of ideas. For example, one of the things that really, um, you know, what we talked about with the negativity clouded my judgment. But after researching quite a bit, um, you know, the bottle that's made with the little plastic bag for infants was designed by a nurse. Mm-hmm. The crash cart was designed by a nurse. Um, uh, you know, suction, the first suction was designed by a nurse. There's a lot of these things that are de- nurse designed um, that, uh, gosh, we use every day. And um, it's just, you know, coming up with that idea. And yes, it's difficult depending on how invasive whatever you're making, uh, you know, you're going to have to go FDA and things like that. But um, those are just things that we we have to get through, just like we had to, the hard work we had to do to get our RN license to go through nursing school. It was never easy. I, I really haven't seen one nurse come out and go, hey, that was a piece of cake. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was some, you know, we had to deal with the battle axe instructors to get through it, and uh, which is good. <laughs> it is good. It's fodder for the journey, grist for the mill. Yeah. And yeah, and then there's the battle axes in the workplace too once we graduate. So it's like there's almost no escape. But, <laughs> But in a sense, we still have to do our thing. And I think you're right. Nurse design products are better because they're designed by the end users. And, you know, companies that design products and even like tech heavy devices like pumps and, you know, the real, the stuff you would use in the ICU, for instance, that I know nothing about. Why do so many companies, do you think, not employ nurses in the design? like in research phase so that before they hit the bedside, the device has actually gone through the the, uh, run a gauntlet through a bunch of nurses so that the nurses can give it a thumbs up. You know, that's a great question. And I was thinking about that yesterday and um, my honest feeling about having this business now and going through and speaking with some other companies that are, you know, these behemoth companies, um, I believe that once they establish a contract with a hospital and they've already got their cash flow generated, it's easy for them just to say, okay, we're done. And there's no need for us to, you know, it's working. We have our our, our uh, cash flow coming. So we really don't need to do anything more. Unfortunately, like you said, it goes to the end user. And I can see tell you right now, pumps, uh, that's a great one. We have some new pumps that nurses are just not happy about at all, but they never did ask the nurses. It just, you know, here it is. They got the con- the hospital, got the contract and this is the company and that's just how it is. And, um, you know, I, I also think it's, it, 
just like with any other business, it boils down to the bottom dollar. So I think if they got a good price on certain things and, you know, I think it's just a cost effective thing, but they, they really, it would really, really make a product so much better to have a, a group of, you know, nurses that have the experience to, that can foresee any problems that'll come along. Mm-hmm. And not only nurses, but pharmacists and things like that, any other ancillary staff. Yeah. Anyone who uses that product, you know, at the end point, because it's sort of like, you know, it would be great to test a prototype so that a nurse can say, you know, this button should really be on the right side or, or whatever, like this, or this doesn't work for a left-handed nurse. It only works for a right-handed nurse. You know, these sorts of things are really important. And, you know, I'm curious, like you worked in the ICU for 25 years. Are you still working clinically or has this business sort of taken over your, most of your waking hours? You know, it's taking a a lot of my waking hours to the point where I've been able to take a day off of work to just kind of, and I'm looking to take off more time just because it's starting to consume me with, Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like that. People comment wanting to deal with orders and things of that nature. So it is, and you know, and I'm getting older, so it's, it's a nice little segue to go out to something different. And it's very captivating to me. You know, it keeps my interest. Like you said, complacency, I, I've had that. <laughs> yeah. So question I have for you is, you know, if you're still working at the bedside and you've done so for many, many years, so let's go over, like, what are the common tools that every bedside nurse on, like, a either a med surge or ICU or any type of unit where they're caring for patients in a fairly acute situation, what are the things they absolutely need to have? Well, definitely a nice little pair of scissors, Um, whether it be big or small, you just need some because you're always cutting tape, you're always cutting uh, bandages and things of that nature, Mm -hmm. or even just, you know, when you're discharging somebody, that's always a good feeling to me to cut their name band off so they can go home. That's one. Definitely uh, alcohol. You need to be carrying alcohol and termination caps, things to keep things, uh, IV ports clean. Um, I always like to have something to carry my report sheet, which is like the fanny pack that we sell Mm -hmm. um, is very helpful. You know, pen lights are always needed to have, which we sell. Uh, Basically, everything we sell is what a nurse would need at the bedside. So pen light, scissors, a little pouch so you can carry all your uh, alcohol and and swabs and things of that nature. Um, And that's really it. They're really geared for um, medical surgical nurses because they're on the go and they have like sometimes up to eight patients Mm -hmm. and you just don't have the, you know, running back and forth to grab things. The other thing is uh, as a nurse, as you well know, we carry things in the little pockets of our scrubs. And I can't tell you if a nurse, if you're a nurse and you haven't washed any of your scrubs and you haven't had an alcohol swab roll through the laundry or something. Um, I, I, <laughs> I'm sure that everybody would say, Oh yeah, that, that happens. But having the little pouch, having everything there, you don't have to worry about that anymore. And so mm-hmm. those are some of the things um, that I think about to help nurses get through their day, um, you know, and give good care. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it's, yeah, you're not running back and forth. Exactly. And speaking of pouches, so I'm holding, one of your um, Kanga packs right here, mm-hmm. right? I have a black one and a red one. You sent both of them to me. And these are awesome. I mean, for one, there's a very, very large 
opening at the top that ha- actually has a zipper on it. Because I'm sure a lot of nurses get frustrated where you bend over and then something falls out of the you know, the pocket of your scrub. And that's really annoying. Either it gets dirty on the floor and you don't want to touch it, or it's just annoying to have stuff fall out, maybe when you're not aware that it's fallen out. And then there's a whole bunch of other um, pockets that that actually don't have a zipper on them that are just open so you can reach in and grab things. And then there's even a couple like elastic kind of straps where you could put a pen light or a pen or other objects through and it would hold them on there. And then you also have, you know, a couple grommeted holes where you can have um, like a carabiner so that you can connect something else and hook it and have it hanging from the fanny pack. So what kind of feedback do you get on this particular product? What do people like about it? You know, it's, it's very interesting when we first designed that product, we just got something that was just very generic and we put our name on it and I didn't like the feel of it. It was very ripstop nylon. It felt cheap, rough. And so we went through and found materials that were um, really can't say antimicrobial, but were very soft, easily clean. You can wash them and they, the durability, that's what we really wanted, but also the softness. It's like a microfiber, mm-hmm. but um, we've had to go through some, uh, as I mentioned, innovations. And that bag right there is pretty much the new one, the new, new version like 3.0 we've actually made several versions and that one's nice because you can also put um your little clipboard in there and things of that nature and they fits uh perfectly mm-hmm. so um we're always always um you know doing the innovations upon the reviews of our uh customers so whatever nurses want if they want it we will change it and for mm-hmm. example i'll just tell you quickly the belt on that is not removable, but the new version that's coming out, we made it so you can remove the belt. And it, if you don't want it to be elastic, you can just put a webbing on it and, you know, just do, uh, I'm basically making products for what nurses are asking for at this mm-hmm. point. I like that. Yeah. Um, but these are really cool. And actually, we're going to have a giveaway of these two uh, packs during that this episode or in response to this episode. So if you would like to win either the black or the red Kanga pack, and you can't choose, you're just going to have to put your name in for either one you get. Um, <laughs> I have them right here in my home. And if you email me at Keith at nursekeith.com, we will choose at random two people to win one each of these Kanga packs. So you have to email me at Keith at nursekeith.com and I will send it to you from my home right to you. So what do you I, think of that, Paul? Somebody's got to win it. Oh yeah, I think that's fantastic. And matter of fact, um, what I'd really like to do is extend that invitation if you're okay with it to mm-hmm. uh, Nurses Week to uh, every day on Nurses Week, we could do a you know a giveaway for that because um, I think it's really important to you know help nurses out during that time. Awesome. Yeah. And the third runner up will get one of the pairs of scissors with a, um, there's a um, holder for a badge here as well. So um, we'll um, have three people who can get a gift right from 
Paul and from me, if you email Keith at nursekeith.com, and we'll have three random winners. So we will do that over the next month or so once the show comes out. But anyway, Paul, I just wanted to get back to the products because you have a whole bunch. And I know you started with the scissors, which I think was sensible because that's, you know, pretty common thing that every nurse needs. But you also have a um you also have a crossbody uh, fanny pack, so which is a little different than the Kanga pack. So why a crossbody pack? So we came up with the crossbody pack for um, home health nurses. So home health nurses typically come in with a big old bag. And um, we came up with that idea because we were asked by a home health nurse, hey, can I have something that's close to my body, specifically during COVID, because they had to go in to see patients even during COVID. And they were concerned about having their bag um to set it down and then reach in. And it was more of a, like an infectious process and they wanted it close to them so they could grab their things and their little iPads and stuff and not have to set anything down. And it's on their body at all times. And uh, it really is great to double up as like a travel bag too. Um, Cause it's, it's con- compact, it's close to your body. And if you bend over, it doesn't swing out. So it's really a, it's kind of a great little bag that we re-engineered from just a regular, travel pack for home health nurses to have. Oh, I see. Okay. Now I got it. I was a home health nurse for, for many, many, many years. So I can see why that would be important, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. So we, when we come back from the break, I want to talk more about your products, Paul, and I want to talk about the process and some other details I have about being a nurse entrepreneur who who creates actual like products that you have to ship to people. I have some questions for you about that. And I'd like to just talk a little bit more about what this is like and what this journey is all about for you. So when we come back for the second half of episode 419, we'll be here again with Paul Costaneda, the founder and CEO of nursingtools.com. Welcome back to the second half of the episode. We're here again with friend of the pod and my friend and colleague, Paul Costaneda of nursingtools.com. And Paul, prior to the break, we were talking about these awesome fanny packs that you call Kanga packs right here. And we're going to have a giveaway with two of those if people would email Keith at nursekeith.com. And we will choose two random people. And we'll also have a a um, scissor for them too, for a third person as a runner up. So I will ship those to whoever the three winners are. And I have questions for you. You have a couple other things. You have a LED clip on flashlight with a magnet, which I actually think is super cool. I have one right here that you sent me. And tell me about the usefulness of this particular device. And can you explain what it is? You know, it's a it's a light. It's kind of a knockoff from another product of another company. And they were just, um, I was able to find a manufacturer that was making a surplus of them. And so I 
purchased a, um, a small amount of them to see if they would be okay to use. And they are good. They're silicone covered and you can clean them, but it's basically just a nightlight. So for night shift nurses to come into a room, they can click it on, they can uh, clip it onto their sh scrub shirt or their shirt. And uh, it gives them, you know, without turning on the lights overhead to kind of creep around to do uh, empty foleys and things of that nature, or, or just kind of look at a pump without having to turn on the overhead light. But the fascinating thing about that is what I found it to be useful for, actually, uh, good friends of mine that I work with have these purses and it clips around their handle of their purse and they can look in their their uh, nursing bag with stuff that's deep because the light you know shines in there. So it's been very useful in that sense. And I, I really am, uh, think that's a really innovative and great product for nurses. Yeah, it's nice. It actually has a, a red light and then a red flashing light. And I was thinking, boy, you could give someone a seizure with a flashing light. Yeah, you could definitely use it for like biking. If you bike to work, you just clip it on your backpack. If it's a night, you know, daylight savings time, I don't think you do it in, in Santa Fe, but we here in California, we we do this, adhere to the daylight savings so things can get dark pretty quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, we do daylight savings here too. And luckily- oh, Luckily, not that long ago, we turned the clocks ahead, which I'm very grateful for. Yes. Um, now, you also have a premium EKG caliper. And um, I've never been a person who's had to read EKGs, but I know it's a thing for especially nurses in intensive care. So how does this caliper work and how is it different from other calipers? Well, it's pretty good in the sense of it's very lightweight. Um, and, um, if you look at the cap, uh, that covers the calipers, they, um, have the, the readings on there to tell you, you know, how, how big, uh, the, your, uh, your QRS and things like that. So when you measure it, you don't have to go anywhere else to measure it. Although, uh, now with digital age, you can kind of measure things on, and I know it's just kind of blasting my own product, but I, I'm always about doing things, better things for the patient. And uh, you can actually do it with some uh, programs on uh, the monitor to see exactly how long QRS and PR, PR intervals are. Um, so, but, you know, if you want to do still be old school and you want to have something really cool, those calipers are really nice. Yeah, they do look nice. And, you know, they're inexpensive. They're only $7. And the thing is, though, that, you know, you could find yourself in a situation where the power has gone out or whatever, yep. and you want to take a look and you don't want to have to wait for the generator to come on, you know, whatever it happens to be. Or maybe you're going to go off and do some mission work in, I don't know, Africa or Central America or Jamaica or something. And you might want to be able to read AKGs because you know you might not have access to an app to do Very that true. for you. So yeah. there's a lot of reasons why one might do that and what one you would want something like that. So I have a question for you, just entrepreneur to entrepreneur as well. And I think some of our listeners might be interested as well is I've known a fair number of nurses who've created products other than books, like actual products, like you're creating, you know, mm -hmm. and there's always this question, do you kind of keep all the products in your garage? And then when people write you, you wrap them in bubble wrap and have to like print the labels and have the UPS guy pick them up? Or do you do the sort of thing where it's drop shipment and you don't have to actually keep a ton of stuff like in your living room? 
You know? Right. That's a great question. And, and that's really something that people need to understand if they go into this kind of business mm-hmm. when you're starting out. Yes, I have a... Um, I have a couple garages that I have and uh, they're, you know, I keep some of my products in there, not many, just enough to, you know, I forecast what's what I'm going to sell. And if an order comes in through the website, then of course I have label printers that I can just, you know, programs that tell me, okay, this is what they ordered. This is the fee and it prints out everything with uh, the postage. And then you could just, I just like to send it to UPS. That way it's known. I, instead of just leaving it on the porch and having UPS come pick it up or the mail, I, I do like to use uh, United States Postal Service. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so the other thing, question to that is what people don't understand um, and is I also sell on Amazon, which is a big um, part of my business. Unfortunately, they take a big percentage of what I make, but the, the, downs, the, the upside to it is they have all the eyes. And so everybody is buying from them. And so I've got my brand pretty anchored into um, an Amazon store. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I can send a lot of my products to Amazon and that way I don't have them here, but you have to be careful with that because Amazon will charge you storage fees. So if you just send a bunch of stuff there, it's, it, it will eat some of your profits. Mm-hmm. So people out there who are interested in this, or maybe there's someone listening right now who already has a prototype of a product, like they're getting ready to to launch a product, or maybe they're they're already doing it. I think these are a lot of things we have to think about. And as a nurse entrepreneur, and I've coached a lot of nurse entrepreneurs, I don't want people to be put off by all of these different moving parts of having a business. Because think about it this way. If you knew all the things you were going to have to knew to know and do in order to be a nurse, you probably would never have gone to nursing school because it would have scared the hell out of you. And I think the same thing for being an entrepreneur. If you made it through nursing school and you learned what you needed to learn as you went along, like just-in-time learning, we call it often, I think as a business person, it's the same thing. You're not going to know everything right away and you figure it out by the seat of your pants and you can't let all the little whys and hows and details stop you. Can you, Paul? No, no. If you did that, um, you'd be afraid to go outside, I I, mm-hmm. I think, you know. And you just, um, I have to say, you know, we, we did kind of open up the, the podcast with uh, the negativity of, you know, of, of colleagues. Mm-hmm. But that being said, there's also more good in the world and more positivity. And you've got to find those people. And I've found quite a few and they mm-hmm. want to help you. They want, they've been through where you've been and they know what it takes and they'll guide you in a way that's, um, you know, you meet those wonderful people, they can get you through some rough spots and they, they will, uh, sh- you know, show you how to um, get through it without having to spend a lot of money and, and uh, do it properly. And uh, so, yeah, it's just like anything else. You find yourself a support system, find the people that are going to help you and that want to help you. And then it's, you know, like you do, like you're helping people with uh, your show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's um, the National Nurses and Business Association. I'm on the board and that's a great conference every year. And it's also a great organization to belong to. There's SONCL, the Society of Nurse Scientists, um, innovators 
um, educators and leaders or entrepreneurs and leaders. So there are different organizations out there to help nurse entrepreneurs. And then there are always, I find, nice people out there who are generous with their time, who just like to mentor other people. And if you keep your eyes open and if you share from your heart and you're authentic, I just feel like good people will come your way. And no matter all the naysayers you might come up against, and I've come up against many in my own time as well, I think there's there's quite a robust community of nurse and medical entrepreneurs out there in the world now. So I think if this is something, if you're a listener and this is something you want to do, there's a way to do it. And we need nurse innovators. We need nurses to want to go out on a limb and do something new. And if you have an idea, chances are there's probably an avenue for you to bring it to fruition. And Paul, I have a question for you. When you have a small company, there's always this notion, like especially a company that has like a product more than a service, but an actual physical product. Oftentimes, bigger companies will come along and want to swallow up and buy the smaller company. So does one always have to be prepared that those sorts of offers might come down the road eventually? Yes, uh, that's a great question. I have been approached by a few people already. And um, I feel that at this point, I'm still new and I still have a lot of ideas that I've built that I haven't been able to bring out um, that I don't feel it'd be a great time for me to do that until I get those other products that are in the on the drawing board and get them out into the, the nurse's hands. And once they get a hold of those, I think that's going to be a really good thing for me. But yes, I think that... Um, when you're ready to do that, you know, it'll come and, and a lot of businesses do that. I think, um, one of the, I think we spoke about one product that I've, I really find and uh, I've seen it grow. And, uh, uh, we talked about the female catheter that, uh, was, in, uh, invented by a, a, a patient's, uh, family member at the bedside. And mm. now it's, it's, uh, we use it every day. Everyone uses it. And it's only been out for about five to 10 years. Hmm. And it's uh, very, uh, I find it to be a great product. And it's just, yeah. I mean, that that was created by also a nurse, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think when you create something like you're creating, I think you do have to be prepared that companies are going to come along and offer you, you know, to buy your company. And I think this is where it takes due diligence and you have to really keep your wits about you when you're out in the corporate world and the, yes. the, when you have a company and you're, you know, you have to really have mentors and people to turn to business coaches, et cetera, because those are big decisions to make. Like if someone wants to buy your company, that's not a small thing, is it? No, no, it's, it's a big thing. Cause you know, you put a lot of blood, sweat and tears and you had some sleepless nights and wondering how this is going to go and, and hoping that you're making the right decision, even though you've done everything you possibly can to make mm -hmm. sure that it is the right decision. But again, um, it's business and some things are wonderful and other things that you think may be wonderful or not. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to how that yeah. works. So you have to be prepared for all eventualities. And speaking of eventualities, what do you picture for your company's growth? Like, I know you said you have some products that are still in the drawing board stage. 
where where would you like to take the company? Anything you'd like to share about the future? Yeah, um, I think what we're going to be doing is we're going to be uh, still doing the innovation of the products that we have. Uh, slow, you know, just um, you know, changing some colors to the handles. Um, we'll be making uh, our new product is going to be the giant hummingbird, which is traditional a traditional larger scissor. Um, the one that you have is, we just call it the hummingbird. It's a smaller, more compact because nurses, you know, at the bedside, in all my experience, I have yet to really cut off people's clothes, clothes and things like that. And so we're just cutting smaller things, but um, we've been getting a lot of requests again, you know, catering to my audience and the nurses, they want bigger scissors. Mm -hmm. And so we are making the giant hummingbird, which is the same blades, the same innovation but just with a larger handle and a, a little more industrial feel um we we initially didn't make that big one because we found that um it wasn't very pocket sized and nurses would carry around this big seven inch seven and a half inch scissor in their pocket and it would tear their clothing and things of that nature so that's why we went smaller but now they're asking for it so we're going to give it to them Mm -hmm. And we'll be selling them both together. So I think that's going to be a great uh, product that's going to be coming out. That's one. And then the other one that we're uh, coming out is called the Joey. And it's kind of like a clutch purse, holding your scissors, all your favorite pins, your name badge. So basically, it's kind of a grab and go type of thing uh, for nurses. So they can just keep their, their small items that they love specifically their name badge and things of that nature. So they don't have to put it in their glove box or put it somewhere else, wake up in the morning and go, Hey, where, where's my name badge? That's always a big one that I've had mm -hmm. to do. So yeah, those are two new products that are coming out here um, in the next couple months. That's great. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of other things to come too. And I would assume those big scissors would be more for like flight nursing or trauma or, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. EMTs, ER EMTs. type of things like that, mm -hmm. or a paramedics or a firefighters, things like, you know, that, that really want, uh, you know, that beefy, bigger hand type of scissor. Yeah. 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 And if anyone wants to get in touch with you, obviously they can go to nursingtools.com, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. That would be the main place. And you're also on Facebook at Nursing Tools? Correct. Yeah. Any other place they can look? Um, those are their, our biggest ones. We were not the best at social media yet, um, mm -hmm. just because we're still refining all our products and we want to make sure everything is amazing. So we've gotten there, but now it's time to start reaching out as we're doing with you and yeah. getting out, out there. Exactly. And I do want to reiterate one more time that if you would like to possibly be a winner of either one of the two Kanga packs or a set of scissors, just email Keith at nursekeith.com and I'll be picking three random winners at random times. You don't know when this is going to happen. So you're going to want to email me sooner than later to be part of the drawing. And Paul, before we go, I have four lightning round questions I ask all my guests at the end of the show. Great. Would you be willing to play along? Yes, yes. Let me have them. Okay. The first question is, how do you define success either personally and or professionally? Um, I think I define success by enduring, um, just staying positive and enduring the process. You have to get through it. And um, regardless of what happens, you, know, you got to stay positive and just keep going through and trudge through, moving forward. 
That's it. So moving forward, positivity, right? Yes. Those, those are the things that it takes. Okay. All right. Second, could you name, or if you don't want to name someone, just describe a person who's inspired you in the course of your life. They can be living or dead, famous, or someone none of us would ever have heard of ever. Gosh, inspiration. Um, I, I have to say it's, it's, a, it's compiled of a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So I, I always, I can't just say one person, but I, um, I just like people who are um, champions of humanity, if you mm-hmm. will, people who are always thinking, you know, better for, I mean, it's so easy to get into a dark place, but I've found that there's just people that I can look in my, right now in my mind and they're smiling. They're always positive. They're always saying things that are, that are not off-putting that are, you know, even when somebody says something negative, they're, they're able to overlook that and just say, oh, you know, smooth things out. Mm-hmm. Grand communicators, if you will. So grand communicators and champions of humanity. That's how I feel. That's beautiful. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. Third question, the penultimate question. Is there a book or a movie? It doesn't have to be an absolute favorite because that's so hard for many of us to pin down. But a book or a movie that's had an impact on either the way you think, the way you live your life, the way you parent, the way you approach your work, something that's just kind of sticks with you throughout your life. You know, ever since I started the business, I think there's one movie that, uh, and it's it's dating back. It's got to be 30 years old now, but it's uh, I'd have to say the Shawshank Redemption. Oh my gosh, is, yeah. is a is a great movie because you know they, he, the adversity that he had to get through all that, even though he was wronged, and um, the the positivity that somebody had to take through all that, and uh, you know, gosh, it just aches to see somebody have to go th- for that long, mm-hmm. but they made it. And mm-hmm. that I kind of I kind of wear that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And and the the cleverness it's that was involved in that particular process he went through. And you know, you're like the second or third or maybe fourth person to mention that movie when I've asked this question. And I think it's at the top of a lot of people's lists, I think, because of everything you just mentioned and the fact that this man uses his mind and he he really finds a way through what in a situation that seems impossible. And, you know, there's that famous scene where he's talking to Red, his friend, who's played by uh, Morgan Freeman. And, you know, Morgan's sort of really negative about, you know, what the possibilities are. And, 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 you know, the main character just kind of focuses on the possibilities instead. And I think people love that. I think it's a great message. So thanks for, thanks for bringing that one up again. Yeah. Yeah. So last question. If you were named king of the world tomorrow and you had ultimate power, what's the first thing you would want to do to improve the lives of your subjects? Ah, oh, king of the world, huh? Yeah. Gosh, that's there's so many problems that we'd have to fix. But well, just um, remember, remember this part. You have ultimate power, and this would only be your first act. First, My first act, um, yeah. gosh, of the world. We're not just talking about our country, correct? No, the world, <laughs> the world. Oh uh, gosh, think big. Um, oof. 
That's a hard one. That's a very difficult question. I was not expecting. I, th- I thought you were just going to give me softballs, but this mm-hmm. was, uh, this is definitely a curve. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say um, the first thing I would do was I would recognize, um, I would seek out all the people who are, are doing great things and I would showcase them hmm. and, and show the things that they're doing. And uh, that way it uh, would deter the negativity of um, what you see on TV, you know, the, the news of like the, the broken, uh, the rubberneck syndrome where people see an accident on the road and they're all stopping. But I think there's more good in this world than bad. And we need to show that. Hmm. And as opposed to like, hey, what's going on with this war? Look what this country is doing or that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's that would be really helpful I love and, that. and give people hope and uh, give them a better outlook, you know, and say, hey, look, we just got to keep going and move forward. I can picture a crown on your head right now. Well, and, it'd be pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I um, one thread, I love asking these questions because the thread I see in your responses is it's positivity. Like, I feel like that's like this, this line I see through all your answers. So thanks. Thanks for playing along. Those were really wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's it's the truth. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Paul Costaneda, thank you so much for being here. I really encourage everybody, and I mean everyone, to go to nursingtools.com, patronize Paul, share his website with everybody you know who could benefit from all the different products he has on there. And Paul, thanks so much for your time and um, thanks for doing good work in the world. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, if they do, uh, you know, uh, go to this website, we can definitely see if we can give them a little bit of a discount. If they just mention your name, Keith, coach. All right. We'll have them do that. (laughs) Thanks again, Paul. All right. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nurse Keith Show. The show notes are at nursekeith.com or on any app where you're listening. Remember to go to nursingtools.com, mention the Nurse Keith Show, and Paul will throw you a discount. And email keith at nursekeith.com to be in a drawing for one of these three products I have right here on my desk in my hot little hands. If you need personalized holistic career coaching to elevate your career, look no further than nursekeith.com. Mention the show and get 10% off your first coaching package. We're a proud member of the Health Podcast Network at healthpodcastnetwork.com. We're adroitly produced by the amazing Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting and the inimitable Mark Cappiespeason is our social media ringmaster and newsletter wrangler. Before we say goodbye, I'll leave you with this quote by Brene Brown. Because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith Singh. Adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Paul Costaneda saying Arrivederci from Santa Rosa, California. Santa Rosa. Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks to everyone for listening. We'll catch you on the proverbial flip side.